Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. second series of Irish GenPod. My name is Paul Gorry and during the series I'll be chatting with people who are involved in various ways in Irish genealogy. Today I'm in the Dublin premises of the Irish newspaper archives to talk to Andrew and Jonathan Martin. Welcome to Irish GenPod. Thank you Paul. Thanks Paul. Um, well it's great to be here and it's very interesting to see how you work. Uh, Jonathan, this is the first time I met you, but Andrew, I don't know if you remember, but I met you at um, Back to Our Past in Titanic Centre in Belfast. Belfast. That's, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I remember that. Great yeah. event. So I've, I've, I've spoken to you on the phone or emailed you in the meantime. So, um, <laughs> But um, this is my first time in uh, the Irish Newspaper Archives headquarters. Um, so it's not just a resource for people who are interested in genealogy, but it is one that's uh, of great importance to uh, to family historians. Um, and I like the idea that you're an independent Irish business. That's uh, something that is dear to my heart in genealogy because there's so little of that nowadays. Um, but it's also a family business. And so that gives it a bit of a genealogical twist. Um, Jonathan, how many family members are involved in this well we've been a family business we've been a family business since the 1960s there's four many, four family members involved at the moment the business would have been established by my father alan martin and annette his wife and my mother in 1964 and we've been going through one way or another we've been a continuous business since that date and it was very much thanks to my father and my mother's hard work that he went around and convinced many of the newspapers it's very important to preserve this newspaper heritage and he introduced Michael Fermini into Ireland through that way. He literally got in his car, travelled around to all the individual newspaper proprietors, helped them source all their archives, get them together, collate all the material, and convince them of the necessity to microfilm this material. And that provided the backbone of this business. And we've been growing on that archive ever since. And in the early 2000s, then we looked at digitising the archive. And that's when myself and my brother came involved in the business. And when the what is now called the Irish Ar uh, Newspaper Archives. When did that when, when did that start? I mean, when did it go online? It went online. We began the beta testing as early as 2005. We went for a soft launch. We worked first with the Irish Independent and another of their newspaper groups. And then we were properly launched in about 2009. So it's been on the go now for about 10 or 12 years at this right. stage. Yeah. That's about the time that things started to go online for genealogy. I mean, the... Um, the 1911 census and then the 1901 census and uh, things just speeded up after that. Um, and Andrew, could you tell us a bit about the history of the company? Well, uh, as Jonathan said before, uh, it was originally Alan Martin, um, uh, a waiter net and, and other uh, family members at that time set up one of the very first bureaus, micro bureaus in the country. And uh, what was it called? It was uh, called um, National Micro Publishing, that would have been called, and National Micro Media Today. And from the early days, um, Alan uh, saw the importance of uh, microfilming the newspapers around the country. So 
it was his task, as John said, to travel from newspaper to newspaper, meet the proprietors, convince them of this new amazing technology of microfilm and get them on board. And thankfully, uh, many of the newspapers are ahead of their time and saw the use of the technology, uh, adopted microfilm. And from there, from that point, we, uh, our family business were microfilm newspapers. And uh, the, from that microfilm, uh, we produce a massive archive of newspapers, which allowed us digitally transformers into the archive we have today for Irish newspaper archives. Mm -hmm. I, I remember, I'm sure that was the name that was on the, the microfilm boxes, boxes in the yeah, National yeah, Library. Yeah, you'd see um, yeah, red, yeah. red boxes and blue boxes at the time with stripes in the publishing. Yes, so many people would see a familiar uh, box because it would have been Alan uh, uh, who supplied nearly every country, every library in the country, uh, you know, with, mic mm -hmm. with newspapers and microphones. Mm -hmm. So uh, all the boxes were used in universities and libraries everywhere. In uh, the first series of Irish GenPod, mm. I was talking to Julian Walton, who's a, a, a long-standing genealogist, and he was talking about going into the National Library and looking at where people had been looking at the hard copy newspapers. And he said it was like uh, as if snow had fallen on the floor because all the little bits, you know, just it just they just crumbled over time. The thing. Yeah. And I remember that vividly. But um, then some newspapers were on microfilm, etc. And, you know, went from there. Yeah. Um, and I, I mentioned, you know, it's it's not just for genealogy, obviously, this mm. this uh, repository. It's uh, it, 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 it's of use to people in all sorts of uh, research uh, walks of life and whatnot. But what percentage do you think um, of the subscribers to the newspaper archives uh, would be genealogy related? Well, we know from surveys conducted uh, that our the percentage is 35% to 40%. So there's a large of genealogy. Of genealogy. Yeah. And then, then we have a large section involved in Irish research throughout universities and academics who aren't just looking at ancestry, but looking at Ireland's social and economic status throughout the, the decades. Mm -hmm. So it's 35 to 40 percent is genealogy. So it's a very large section yeah. of our archives or our customers. Come on and what percentage do you think of? Well, it's hard to tell, I suppose. You know, if somebody just subscribes and they sub subscribe, you don't know what exactly they're going to be doing. But um, social historians and people like that, I presume, would be. Oh, very heavy. Yes, indeed. I mean, the archives are used for many different purposes um, and uh, not, as you imagine, just genealogy. So we will get a lot of uh, social historians coming on board, uh, Irish famine research. Um, obviously, a lot of research into the troubles throughout Ireland's, Ireland's mm -hmm. past and, mm -hmm. and current, unfortunately. Um, so, yes, it's used widely for many different reasons for mm -hmm. research purposes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, Jonathan, um, for anyone unfamiliar with the Irish newspaper archives, could you explain a little bit about it? I, I would imagine that a lot of people in who'd be listening to this uh, would be very familiar with it and would have used it. but. There might be some people out there who have not come encounter, encountered it. Well, unlike a lot of web businesses, we try to make ourselves as accessible to the public as possible. So online people will find we have all the newspapers dating from 1738 all the way up to current. There's video tutorials online. Our phone number is quite prominent on the website. People are welcome to kind of in touch with us, to contact us. We'll give them one-to-one -one tutorials and help them walk through the website. 
the technology itself is very much user friendly and quite intuitive in terms of how we use it and it's one of the world's leading technologies it's at the backbone of the website is all of the technology which is used in the library of congress the national library of israel and somewhat in the, in the british library as well so we try to make ourselves as user friendly to people as possible to make sure anyone can get on the website they can perform a very simple task if they need simple word search date word searching select by title but also there's a lot more complicated boolean searching for more technically minded people and we quite we try to cater to all people mm -hmm. the website is fully w3 compliant and also we reach all international standards for when we do have institutional clients as well as the individuals who come on board mm -hmm. Um, the Irish newspaper Archives has grown over the years and even new, new titles and a better accessibility and whatnot. But I remember when it started, first of all, um, I have to say it was a bit, probably about a decade ago or even more, it was quite clunky. Uh, it took, you could go off and make a cup of tea and come back and you get your results or whatever. It's changed completely since that. Well, Jonathan, and, and as a, well, the family business have been investing heavily in the resource. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and we're aware one of the Achilles heels is the speed sometimes or response to the site. And we've been making great inroads to try and improve the infrastructure, hardware, software and everything. And it's, it's a constant uh, investment and it's a constant um, uh, project for us to improve it. And we, we have further plans on uh, soon to come, which will hopefully speed up the site even further again. So there's, you know, there's a millions and millions of um, news pages online to search. And with that, obviously, it's it's a big task to get that information yeah. to people in a real fast and responsive manner. But mm -hmm. we, we've improved. We have a hell of a lot more to do. And we are looking at investing more to even make it better for users across the world to use our site. That's great to hear. But I, 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 it, as I say, it was way back then. It was. It has, <laughs> it's completely different now. Yes, yeah. indeed. Should have gone to Specsavers. That's what the ads tell you. But for some people in India, it's not that simple. Imagine having no eye tests or glasses. You couldn't work, so you could lose your home. I'm Lisa from Specsavers, and I'm proud to help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Specsavers arranged for me and my colleagues to go there and do eye tests. To date, we've given out over 11,000 pairs of glasses. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. Do either of you have any idea of how many subscribers you might have from overseas? Well, in terms of from overseas, um, well, it's hard to detect the individuals because a lot of our subscribers from the overseas would be the institutions themselves. But at the, at the moment, we're looking at about 70% saturation from our clients from overseas. So we've got a lot in the US, it's a particularly big market for us. Mm -hmm. That would be our largest overseas market. Then followed by the UK, as you would expect, the Anglosphere. Mm. the major markets for ourselves now mm -hmm. recently we're talking to china and stuff like that to try and break into institutional clients so that'll be opening new asian markets for us which is very exciting so yeah we look forward um, to doing that why would asian markets sorry why would they no well, not going to be excited but why, why would they be uh, interested in irish newspapers but i'm just wondering 
Well, well it's, it's hard to tell you exactly why, uh, but when we look at our client base from institutions across the world, we, we, we have institutions as far as Iceland uh, accessing our archives mm. to Chile. Uh, the reasons why it's Irish history, I suppose, if you look how our co country has formed and gone through so many different uh, adversity, should we say, uh, to get to where we are today, and therefore the research into how maybe we would have gone through or dealt with certain periods of time in history might apply to other countries and mm -hmm. how they're dealing with their uh, their you know, current or yeah. past histories. Yeah, and I was just I was just trying to think China. What why are the interests in Irish newspapers? Actually, one of the things Paul might be the actual depth of the archive. Ireland. We have a very strong depth in terms of our legacy of newspapers that date all the way back from the 16th century up to current. Yeah. So I think that's one way, and also we were formerly part of the British Empire, so there's a lot of global reports, particularly in the mm -hmm. Freeman's Journal from the 1760s all the way up to 1924. So that's a great window of British imperialism and also nationhood and statehood, how it developed mm -hmm. in the 19th century and the 20th century are all reflected in the various newspapers and the titles we have on our website. I like the browse option uh, on your website, and there are probably other ways of finding it, but I find it by browse option, um, that you can see where the gaps are in coverage. Um, an awful lot of people will just dive into a, a newspaper archive and assume everything is there. And obviously, you can't have everything all at once, but, um, you know, um, People really need to take time to investigate what some you know what is there for a particular period, or a particular newspaper, whether it's continuous or whatever. But you are adding to those all the time. Well, Jonathan, actually, uh, well, we we work with libraries up and down the country, and uh, many of the newspaper titles where we we do have gaps or you know we're missing periods, which we simply ourselves do not have access to. Uh, Jonathan's fantastic working with libraries for over a decade and sourcing that material and uh, uh, getting to digitize it uh, for libraries and for ourselves to be able to fill any gaps that are on the site. But there are occasions where simply the material does not exist. You know, there are periods through Ireland's past, through the Civil War, where or the nineteen sixteen period, where newspapers would be burnt to the ground, and mm -hmm. uh, newspapers for that period obviously don't exist. But where possible, we do try to find and source it. Uh, Critically important. Uh, as I always say, everyone wants the newspaper we don't have <laughs> when they bring up looking for a newspaper. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing task and when we, 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 we try to, um, mm -hmm. to, to we try to get as much content up online as possible. Simple as but that. It, it is good that I can look and see, OK, there, there isn't a newspaper for that particular year, yeah. whereas um, some of your competitors, uh, it might be very difficult to understand what they have covered because they just have a starting date and an end date and you don't know in between. Well, last year in 2000, well, I think it was roughly 2020, 2021, actually, we set about upgrading the front end of the website. So if you want to break our site down to two specific areas, you have what I call the shop front, front end, and then we have the, uh, the warehouse or the archive section. So once you log in through the front end, you get to the archives. Now, uh, before logging in or even subscribing through our front end, you're actually able to see the content itself, what we have by the browse function. You're able to carry out some basic searching as well to see is the information you're looking for available. Uh, and this is all before you subscribe and join. So we mm -hmm. find the browse option gives customers an informed decision before they actually join the site. Mm -hmm. You just mentioned subscription there. Um, is there a... Uh... Uh, you, you, can you 
subscribe by the month, by the year? At, we at have three different products, both with two options, or all with two options, I'd say. We have what we call the gold membership, which has one month or one year, and that allows access to the Irish newspaper archives, which is the Ireland's out-of-print regional and national newspapers, but it also includes the Radical Newspaper Archives, which is a special collection of mm -hmm. Irish newspaper, Irish newspapers, pamphlets and bulletins. And with the gold membership, you can access both. We also have a silver product, which once again allows access for one month or one year. And that will give you access to all of the nation's newspapers, regional, out of print and, uh, and, and current newspapers as well. Uh, there's a third option for just accessing the Radical Newspaper Archives. Once again, it's a one month or one year. And we always do say there is an auto renew on these accounts. So uh, that can, is completely controlled by our members. It's going to be turned off at any time. So as soon as they subscribe, you're not involved in a contract. You can end the subscription uh, at the end of the expiration or when the expiration date arrives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Andrew, I emailed you some time ago about the uh, Wicklow people. You got the Wicklow people, the recent years of the Wicklow people. And I was saying, I hope you got the West edition. And then you came <laughs> back did. and you said, we all of the editions yes. plus the, yeah, that's great because, oh, I remember going to Carlo, Carlo Library, I think, one time, and they had one of the, 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 Carlo, the Carlo Nationalist mm -hmm. um, on microfilm, but they only had one edition of it, um, which is a bit annoying. And I have to say, for a small county to have, four editions of the newspaper is pretty crazy and we in the west i'm from bolting glass and in the west we get all the news from the east but they don't get all our news we only it, it <laughs> only appears on our way. side yeah. so yeah it's uh, but i was delighted that you know you've got the whole thing covered which is great um is there any possibility that you might get the irish times on board well rashi in discussions with the irish times all the time Currently, we look after their microfilm archive, so we do have a good symbiotic relationship there, and we currently work very, we currently work with the Irish Times quite a bit. Now they have their own website at the moment. The technology is very similar to ourselves, so we could easily integrate it if the Irish Times wished. But really, the balls in our corporate were completely open to it. Well, um, this is me commenting, not you. You couldn't possibly comment, probably. But anyway, the Irish Times, uh, you know, when it came on board as a standalone. Uh, newspaper very exciting because we didn't have very much at that time. I don't know when that came on, whether it was before you or oh, it, was, it? it was very very much around the same time. We then yeah. being we we both used tech, all of technology in the back end and we were actually in discussions with them when they before they decided to go with their own. So yeah it was very similar time basically mm -hmm. we both But I had a subscription at that time and had it for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um I found it very useful as a resource but um the, the problem with that newspaper for genealogy is that it really is concentrating on one stratum of society. So it's very good for that stratum, but not for the general public. Um, and at some stage, I just let my uh, subscription slide. And I don't know, maybe two years ago, I'm not too sure, I needed to look something up. So I subscribed. I tried to do it free to get how far I'd get. And then I did the... Um, I did the... Um, the, the, the subscription and I found it very restrictive compared with what it was before I mean it was absolutely useless to me to be quite honest 
Well, obviously we've been uh, commenting no, on your comment. But what we can say is with our own archive, I suppose the beauty of Irish Newspaper Archive and, and the strength of Irish Newspaper Archive is having uh, so many of the nation's great regional newspapers on board. Mm-hmm. And they're really the backbone of the site, yeah. uh, which combined with the national newspapers, it, it gives researchers, genealogists, the ability to be able to see a story from different angles and written about uh, from different parts of the country. So mm. it is that inclusive exclusivity of our archives that makes it uh, such a wonderful resource for so many to be able to come and see Irish history as it unfolds. Well, um, when I was unsubscribing the last time, I pointed out to them that it, 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 it had become almost impossible to use their database. It's not, it's not what's behind it with all of or whatever. It's just whatever way they have it available to the public and I did suggest to them that they should go to the Irish newspaper archive and it would be better for everybody but again you won't comment on that no Um, (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) any exciting um things in the offing um well we're everything's exciting we're always adding new titles at the moment we're looking just today we added the Sligo weekender we almost add a new title every month Every day we currently update the website with the current material, such as the Irish Independent or any of the regionals that are published on that day. We're always looking at increasing our holding of out-of-date newspapers as well. So there's always things. You know, as as Jonathan says, we we are working with libraries up and down the country to try to capture and preserve information digitally. And we have some very exciting titles coming on board in the near future. And, and some, as you mentioned earlier, we do have gaps as well. We need to fill mm-hmm. on some great mm-hmm. titles, like the Sunday Press, for example. We still have some microfilm here that we need to film and get on, or sorry, scan and get online. Evening Press and currently work is ongoing on the Court Constitution, which is just a fantastic newspaper. We're delighted to have. So there's always something happening. We're always busy and we're always trying to improve the site. Great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, well, I must say it was very interesting to come into this room today to see how things work. And I, it, it didn't really dawn on me until you mentioned it, Andrew, that mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the, 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 the current newspapers are updated daily. So, you know, that's a lot of work for you to be getting on with, apart from doing archival material. Well, mm-hmm. uh, currently uh, we have over 40 newspapers that, that we update um, on a daily basis, well, on a weekly basis, because obviously regional newspapers come out weekly. So uh, newspapers from across the country would send their PDF information to us, and we're able to work with PDF or import images to be able to enter them in our workflow and get them up online. So a lot of work goes up on every day, adding new new content all the time to the archives on a daily basis and a monthly basis. Right. Okay. Well, um, I think we might just be out of time oh, okay. today, unfortunately. Um, but um, Jonathan, Jonathan, and Andrew, thank you very much for having me visit here, and it's been very interesting having a chat with you, and nice to meet you face to face. Uh, so I look forward to more developments from the Irish Newspaper Archives. Finally, I'd like to thank Senior Times for making Irish GenPod part of their collection of podcasts. Also, many thanks to my series producer, Conor O'Hagan, and to my audio supervisor today, Conor Cullen. Do tune in again. Thank you.